Hello, everybody. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is warning your co-host Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelican, and I wanted to go ahead and re-record an introduction that we did about fourteen months ago uh, for some of our new listeners that we've gained through that time, and um, also provide a little bit of additional content with a number of questions that I wanted to kind of. Uh, ask Frank um, just to get his reactions and maybe give people an understanding of Frank's likes, dislikes, um, history, those kind of things. So this podcast, uh, Two Guys Five Movies, uh, this started about two years ago, I guess. Um, I guess early 2018, Frank, is that yeah, right? it was in the winter we started talking about it. Yeah, and um, we... Um, I... I listen to a lot of just different podcasts, especially like long form podcasts. <clears throat> and um, a lot of the movie podcasts that are out there right now are people that are in the industry, people that, you know, and they're usually they're rather short a lot of times. They're anywhere from like, you know, 15 to 45 minutes um, in length. And not a lot of people are out there doing anything long form like about actual like you know discussing like you know a a number of movies or anything like that and throughout um our friendship and i've known you since uh 1999 right yes i didn't even think about that that we just did the 99 episode and that was the year that we met i guess um (laughs) but um Frank is always posing all the time uh, lists to me. It's like, oh, what's your top five favorite like songs of the 80s? Or what's your top five this? Or what's your top five that? Um, and I am terrible at answering those questions. I don't know why. It's some sort of mental block I have. Perhaps it's repression. I, I haven't quite figured out uh, what that's about yet. Because it, I, I've only realized uh, in this past year that extends into... Um, uh, my own personal life and my emotions as well as the idea of like being able to figure out things about pop culture so um but that was kind of the genesis really is frank always developing lists and having these almost like you know never-ending lists in his head all the time because he can answer those questions in a heartbeat so if i asked him right now um let me just think of something frank what's your uh probably like roughly top five um uh vampire movies but from the 1990s oh jesus from the 90s uh interview with the vampires there um fuck there's not a lot of great vampire i mean vampires is good i think that's 99 Mm -hmm. the john carpenter movie right with the dollar sign Mm -hmm. um See, I wish you wouldn't have just said the 90s, because I would say The Hunger, because that's like right on the cusp. Lost Boys is... 87. 87, right? So that's right outside of it. Um, There's actually a Roger Corman version of Dracula uh-huh. that came out in the 90s that's like kind of campy, but pretty decent. Um, I suppose I'd put Bram Stoker's Dracula there, um, even though I'm not a huge fan of that movie. Like, it still is pretty impressive. <clears throat> um... It doesn't matter. See, this is what I mean. It's like like Frank can just kind of like has a rolodex that he can just kind of go through and like start like answering, you know, um, these type of questions. And like this is kind of like what like we've done forever. And I wanted to formalize that process in some way. Like we discussed it like one night getting coffee and um, did this uh, ridiculous uh, 
a rehearsal one night, like in the in the winter, like January of eighteen, like on a little recorder, um, just to see how it would go. And I think we recorded like a four hour episode that'll never be heard. Um, and uh, so we started the whole process. I had no idea what I was doing with any of this um, in terms of podcasting. Um, technical problems in the beginning of 2018 and then uh so the audio was complete shit and frank broke his leg um and then we restarted in september of 2018 re-recording those earlier episodes and then starting our new ones uh so we're up almost to 60 episodes now um over that time, I still, even though we started in September of 2018, I kind of see this as like really the end of our first year. So this is why I wanted to record this introduction of kind of who we are, what we're about. So what we do is we, uh, either through consultation or like, you know, one of us picks like a, a list and Frank comes up with his top five and we kind of do like, you know, Frank goes through like a, a mini review of the movie. Like he gives a brief synopsis. He uh, goes ahead and explains the things that he likes about the movie. Usually I do research, go through the criticism of uh, contemporary or uh, to the movie or like modern criticism, read through all that, kind of see like what is um, what what critics have to say that uh, disagree with Frank um, and try to like, you know, get a little bit of conflict there um, at times. <clears throat> and uh, we've also established a couple other series beyond those top five lists. So we also have the Third Man series. We've had a number of our friends come in for special episodes. Um, so uh, our friend Aiden Boyer has been here for a Spike Lee-centered um, podcast and an M. Night Shyamalan podcast. Uh, our friend Jason Heaster has been here for Bill Murray and Wes Anderson Uh Friend of Ryan Wellmaker from Battletoad Overload has been here for Hitchcock and oh, we did a drinking game um, for the Big Sleep um, that he developed, and then we've had our friend Mike Bledsoe here for well another different series called The First Watch because he um, uh, doesn't watch uh, missed a lot of movies from the '80s when we were growing up, so he's never seen like some really famous movies like The Goonies. Um, so he came over and watched it for the first time and we got his like kind of live reactions, uh, to the Goonies. Um, then he did the same thing in October with, um, Halloween, um, the 78 Halloween, Carpenter Halloween. And, uh, we've also had our friend, um, uh, Marvin Cole, um, uh, come over and he did a third man with us on Eddie Murphy. So we've had a number of different friends kind of pop in for episodes. We have those. We just did our first episode the other day of what we're calling the second watch, where I take a movie that Frank hates and he's only seen once and I make him watch it again and see what he thinks years later. Uh, That was the eyes wide shut that we just did that with. So we've developed a couple of different things um, over time. Uh, The first watch, the third man, top five, the second watch. So... Uh, that's kind of like a little bit of what we've been doing. There's not a lot of people doing what we're doing, uh, out there, uh, just because I've done a little bit of market research, I suppose. Uh, there was another podcast that was doing something a little similar called two guys top five. Um, I wish them well. They have, um, they have not put a podcast out for about uh, five months now. So hopefully everything's all right there. I suppose Frank half in the bag, um, is maybe the closest that kind of does what we do some 
Yeah. I mean, they do more long form. Like single movies. Single movie reviews. And then they do their best of the worst. Right. And wheel of the worst where they purposefully watch movies that they know are going to be terrible. And, and what, what what is that? I, mean, I always forget. Like what they're So name. best of the worst is. No, no, the, no, no. I'm sorry. Like the, 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 those two, those two or three guys like that do half in the bag. What, what is the Red name? Letter Media? Red Letter Media. Right. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Right. And then, so, yeah, what, what's Best of the Worst, though? I don't know. Best of the Worst is they take three um, low-budget films, like, usually horror, sci-fi, or action. Right, I, yeah. Um, and then they watch them, and then they discuss them and decide which one of these three terrible yeah. movies is the best of the three. Yeah. Then they do this thing called Wheel of the Worst, where they have, um, basically, like, I think it's, like, 20 VHS tapes that are all, like, they've done stuff, like, a Dunkin' Donuts um, manager, like, video, manager training video, um, cat jokes, I don't know. It's, like, just terrible, like, instructional and, like, I don't know. And then they watch five of them and they decide which one is the best out of, like, these five, like, mm-hmm. terrible, yeah, like, disposable, you know, right. usually, like, oddities from, like, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. But I like those guys. I mean, yeah, I, they, 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 they they put out really good content. Um, uh, so I wanted to just walk a little bit. We, we did this in the original introduction, Frank, but it's like uh, I had you estimate the, the number of movies that you've seen in your life. And we're, we're up to, we think, 20,000 roughly or somewhere yeah. somewhere between 18 and 20,000. You said? I would say that's probably... Low end, I would say probably around sixteen thousand, uh-huh. and then high end maybe like eighteen to twenty. Right. It's hard to say because I don't know. Like I watch so many things multiple times, but I've been watching movies pretty consistently since I was ten or eleven years old, mm-hmm. at least like a couple a week. And there's been long periods of time where I've gone sometimes like an average of one a day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's it's it's it, it's been a lot. Yeah. And working in a movie theater for a long time and watching, like, pretty much everything for free. Yeah. Like, I was watching a lot of, like, the mainstream release movies for basically, like, an entire decade of my life. Like, I saw almost everything that came out, so. Yeah, yeah we're, um, we're we're located in the northeastern part of Maryland, kind of, like, right right on the border of Delaware and close to the border of PA. Um, so, Frank worked for years in theaters, um in Delaware, Maryland, or PA, um, for Regal Cinema. Um, and the, the, the only thing I miss about those days is being able to go watch those movies with nobody in the theater. Right. Um, which we used to do, I, Frank used to invite me after work a lot. And, um, but at the same time, um, honestly, it's not that much different now just because the seat, the, the way the theaters are yeah. where it's like, you know, you, you feel like you're isolated, even though you don't um, have to do it at two o'clock in the morning. Right. Right. Um, what is your ratio to, uh, of like current movies to like old movies? Do you think that you watch? Hmm. Probably three to one old to current, mm. maybe even more than that. Maybe four to one old to current. And by current, uh, like no, what, it's, past no, five? It's, it's, no, that's, that's ridiculous. It's probably like seven or eight to one. I mean, I watch, I don't know. I probably go to the movies 20 times a year now to watch things. Mm -hmm. And I definitely watch a large amount more movies than that. But then again, like, I'll watch current stuff when it comes on Prime. Like, I'll pay the $8 or whatever to rent 
like a movie on Prime and watch it like its first week of release. So I kind of still count that as current. Yeah, absolutely. Like a current movie. Yeah. Um, but I watch a lot of stuff streaming, like a lot of old stuff. Right. A lot. Right, because one of the running jokes we have is um, that I'm going to someday make Frank uh, account for all of his um, streaming services that he belongs to. Because mm-hmm. um, what was the ridiculous thing that happened like a few months ago? Is you realized that you have this access to the same streaming service twice? I subscribed to Shutter twice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because because there and there like because there's the Shutter and then there's the Shutter through Amazon Prime. And I don't have any like actual evidence of this, but I feel like it's different content. So, because it's right. only a few dollars a month, like, I'm hesitant <laughs> to cancel my Amazon. Didn't we figure out that it is is different content? It feels like it is. I don't know. That, like, I tried to find something through Shudder, and you, oh, could, and I you had watched it, Prime. it, yeah, and you had it on your Prime, but I couldn't. But so, I, see, you can't, can't. Right. I guess we don't want to admit to, I tried not to admit to illegal activity here, but, um, but yeah, like, I was, like, on your Shudder, and, um. Like, and, but not, but I don't have access to your prime. So, right. um, so yeah, and you could watch it and I couldn't. So I, I definitely think there's something to like exclusive titles on some of these, uh, channels that are on prime. Yeah. I, I think there's something to that probably. I mean, I, I subscribe to Showtime, Cinemax, Stars, HBO and Shutter through prime right. and I subscribe to prime. And I subscribe to Hulu Plus, so I have Disney Plus as well with that. Right. And then Netflix, obviously. Right. Um, and the Criterion Channel. Right. Um, and I pay for YouTube Red. Right. Um, Tubi's free. Tubi's free, yeah. Tubi's, so, Tubi's free, and then we've I've, I've discovered Crackle. Crackle's free, yeah. Crackle's free. I watch stuff on Crackle like a couple times a year. Like something will pop up where it's only right. on Crackle. Um, Voodoo, I rent movies through sometimes uh-huh. through my PlayStation. Yeah, uh, and you're an Apple person, so like you don't use Google quite as much. I I use Google Play for pretty much like everything, like in terms of rentals, um, just for logistical reasons more than anything else. But um, there's some other channel I subscribe to. Do you know why I use Google Play? Have I told you that? No, I don't know. So you know how I can't sit down for like long periods of time and like watch a movie? Oh, because you can just transfer it to your Right. Well, with with Prime, when I'm like watching a movie on like my TV, and then I like move to my iPad and like do whatever I'm gonna do, I um with Prime, there's like a lag sometimes where yeah. it won't allow me to play. So Google doesn't have that issue. So I always use Google so I can just put it on my iPad and continue where I was at and just keep going. Like yeah, that happened to me yesterday when I decided to go lay down in bed and watch something. Like yeah. I transferred it over. And then it was like, oh, I got to watch like two minutes of this movie again. Right. Yeah. That can happen as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Wasted my time. <laughs> like, uh, just, what are some of, some of your favorite movies? You don't have to give me like, you know, all of them. But like, just to give people an understanding of like, taste some. Um, so for 30 plus years, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has been my uh canned answer to that question the original uh one from the 70s um i love that movie um right and that's and we talk about that specifically because i have a list here everything of on episode 11 the top horror movies in the 1970s is Mm -hmm. where we ended up talking about texas chainsaw massacre um i like a lot of like the classical like art house or foreign directors so 
with Bergman, you have the Virgin Spring and Wild Strawberries and Persona. Um, Fanny and Alexander, I like a lot. Um, Autumn Sonata is really good. Um, Kurosawa, you know, I mean, I love the classics like Ron and Rashomon and Yojimbo and Sanjuro and Hidden Fortress and Throne of Blood. Um, I love um, Jean-Luc Godard, so... Uh, Breathless specifically, um, Père Lefou, um, two or three things I know about her is like one of my like hidden gem favorites. How of we, how we went this long now without Godard showing up on a list? It's just because of the time period. Yeah, I mean, you think really? There's nothing that really like touches right. like that that we've yeah. we've talked about. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that. Uh, last year at Marion Bad is like one of my favorite movies. Um, that's kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it. Um, I love a lot of horror, you know, so there's plenty of stuff from <clears throat> like from starting in like the silent era. So like Vampire and Cabinet of Dr. Caligari um, up through like the Universal era. So Frankenstein and Dracula and Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my personal favorites. Um you know, and then into like the 60s and 70s, um, which we've talked about at length, um, and then the 80s, obviously, and then up to the modern era. Um, yeah, I mean, just just for new listeners, like we have in our archives a number of horror episodes. Yeah. Um, There's a lot. <clears throat> the very first episode is um, movies involving hauntings. Um, yeah, like the Changeling, fantastic right, movie. Sure, and The Shining we talked about yeah. in that episode, and then uh, we have foreign. Episode nine is foreign psychopath movies. Mm. Episode eleven was best of horror of the seventies. Uh, episode twelve, this was during October, just so you realize like, why all these are in a row. Right. So it was um, celebrating horror movies that month. But um, we did a Phantasm retrospective, talking about all four Phantasm <laughs> movies. Um, episode 17, we did a Christmas horror movie recommendations. I thought there were five Phantasm movies. Isn't yes, you're, you're correct. Yeah, Ra- Ravenger's five. Right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. We did talk about Ravenger. Um, episode 40 was the worst horror remakes, um, oh, right. ever. 40, episode 48, we did horror movie re- recommendations this past October for movies that were on Netflix and Amazon. Mm. Episode 49 is top five psychological horror movies. Episode 50 was the first watch for um, Halloween. And then I guess with the body horror elements, episode 52 was the top five movies of David Cronenberg. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you go back, we have from 1980 to 1989, every year is accounted for from last year where we did the top five horror B movies um, of each of those years. So for horror fans, I mean, there's a lot of content already um, that we've done. Um, And because Frank loves the genre so much, I mean, I'm sure we'll be back to it um, sporadically. Yeah. I don't know. It's really hard for me to like, I've often thought if I could sit down and do like a top 100, I think it would, I don't know. I think it'd be really difficult for me to do that. Yeah. I think you're. I think you're. You're much better in chunks. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Or if you can like pare things down by genre, it's easier for me. Sure. That's what. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like either cutting it down by year, genre, or something like that. Like it's much easier for you to develop lists. I think trying to take tackle something that big, like you'd have a lot. Because like of con- Princess Bride would have to be on that list. Sure. Um. 
don't know. There's like a bunch of stuff. Like City of Floating Weeds, I just thought of. Um, that's an amazing movie. Both versions of it, like the black and white, and then Ozu remade it as a colored version. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. Okay. Um, what movie um, would you want to see in the movie theater that you haven't seen, like on the big screen in the movie theater? Ooh. I would love to see Ron on a big screen. I think that of any movie, I think that Ron would be the most amazing to see, like in all its glory, um, on like a like a large mm-hmm. large screen. Yeah, I mean, we if we keep track of the Charles Theater down in Baltimore, like that can happen. They still do Kurosawa retrospectives. <clears throat> Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff that, like, a lot of my favorite movies I've actually had the opportunity over the course of, like, you know, whatever, 20 plus years to yeah, see right. like, revivals and mm-hmm. special showings and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the benefits of the area that we live in is that, like, Philadelphia and Baltimore yeah. are roughly the same length of like, a, a t- a time away, so. Um, can you think of a movie that you haven't seen that's, like, would be shocking? Huh. No, I don't know. There's some stuff that's on like the AFI top 100 that I haven't seen. Um, mm-hmm. That I don't know if I particularly care to see. Mm. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen Gone with the Wind in its entirety, mm. like in one sitting. Like I'm pretty sure I've seen all of Gone with the Wind in different sittings, but... I don't know that I've ever sat down and actually watched Call of the Wind. Hmm. Um, so maybe that's surprising. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how relevant Gone with the Wind is anymore in like the modern world, but I don't know. There was something that we were talking about the other day that people were surprised that I hadn't seen. There's certain like comedies and stuff that people like a lot that I mm. haven't watched because I just don't particularly care to laugh i guess i don't know yeah no i um i don't really take comedy as a serious genre i suppose right yeah i, I had that question on here somewhere is um uh, why why do you um why do you hate comedy so much <laughs> because it is something because we we've had yes why do you hate comedy so much that was the question uh we have done two comedy episodes mm. technically um romantic comedies episode 22 and then episode 25 was fish out of water comedies right um it's been requested by some people like uh that that like you know for like comedy like episodes about comedies yeah. but you um you've always been reluctant so what's your what's your beef with with i comedies? just don't know them that well because i just don't I like to laugh, and, like, a really good comedy is, uh, like, an, uh, it can be a magical thing, but, like, I go back and I watch things that I thought were funny at some point, and they're just not, mm. and the problem with comedies is, like, most of the time, it's not about building a good movie, it's about selling a bit, or selling a joke, or whatever, and it's, like... Do you think that, I mean, comedies just get aged very quickly, then? I mean, I think the comedies can be really dated. Yeah. And there's some stuff like, um, oh, who directed that movie? Like, Mon Uncle. Um, fuck, who is that? I can't remember the name of that director. But it's fine. It's like physical comedy, but there's still stuff that makes you laugh in it. Um, I watched, 
one of the Monty Python comedies last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I watched Life of Brian. There was still stuff that made me chuckle in it, you know, that right. I thought was still, like, clever. Yeah. But it's like... Like, once you know the joke, you know the joke. You know what I mean? Like So, it's... something we talked about last year during the Bill Murray episode. Um, that was your choice, right? Is What About Bob? Yeah. Right. So, you really like What About Bob? Because, to me, What About Bob's more than just a comedy. Okay. There's, like, layers to What About Bob. And it's actually about building... The, the comedy comes from building the narrative of knowing the characters. Like, it's not just a joke and a joke and a joke at somebody's expense like there's it like ghostbusters is a good example of a movie that's a comedy at its heart but it's still a good movie like it's still fun to watch and um i think a lot of wes anderson stuff has could be classified as comedy but they're still good movies because it's about like the laughter comes from the story it doesn't come from Look, I I think The Other Guys is hilarious, and it's one of the few movies of the past, like, decade that is, like, a straight comedy that I find funny. Mm -hmm. But that still is just a series of bits. You know what I mean? Like, even though there's a story there, it's about putting a character in a ridiculous situation just to make you laugh at that ridiculous situation. Right. That does nothing to, like, It's also a parody, too. Right, sure, that's fine. But so so really, what it though? What you're saying is, you just don't like well, like poorly crafted movies that happen to be comedies. Yeah, I just don't think there's anything to say about them. Right. But it's like I mean, the fish out of water episode went pretty well. I thought, like, despite like you know, it's yeah. like we had a good conversation about Crocodile Dundee. I thought the romantic comedies episode went really well. Yeah, well, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess, I don't know. I guess I just have never taken comedy seriously as a, probably the same way that a lot of people look at horror and don't take horror seriously, Mm -hmm. that it's just like about the gratuitousness of like the kill. Right. It's just the gratuitousness of the joke, you know? Uh, What's a movie that you can think of that you like and everyone else hates? Oh my God. Um... I don't know. You probably can answer that question about me better than I can. Hmm. Um, but I can't answer these questions. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I really have no idea like what people hate that I think is good. I know that I've had this argument with somebody before where a movie like was considered like that somebody thought was terrible. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of horror that falls into that that category. Yeah. Like, objectively, people say is bad, and I find a lot of merit to it. Or maybe this is easier. What's a movie that you hate that everyone else loves? <sighs> Fucking Overboard, right? You love that movie. <laughs> I don't. I don't think everybody loves Overboard. Uh, good because it sucks. <laughs> um. You know what it is? Here's a good answer: The Fucking yeah. Wizard of Oz. Mm. Wizard of Oz is. One of my least favorite movies of all time. I actively hate The Wizard of Oz. And so many people love that fucking movie. And Uh it's like, why? You know, like, why? It has some pretty iconic stuff Eh, in it. Who cares? (laughs) It was iconic in, like, whatever, 19 
whatever fucking year, 40-something, The Wizard yeah. of Oz came out. But, like, not now. Not now. It's just it's it's just not good, you know? Hey, I'm, I'm the last person that you'll ever find to defend The Wizard of Oz. I'd, I'm rather, just... I'd rather watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People than watch The Wizard of Oz. That's... I... Yeah, that's a claim. <laughs> um, that's a claim. So more modern. I watch Return to Oz. Return to Oz is such a far superior film to The Wizard of Oz. That, okay. In every way. Okay. Return to Oz is going to be on a list someday because that's Return like, to Oz is the Fruza Balk. Yeah. One. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's horrifying. Okay. One of the most terrifying children's movies ever made. Interesting. Okay. And a great like adaptation of the L. Frank Baum. Like mythology of Oz. Uh huh. Okay. Not the goddamn Wizard of Oz, though. Um, what's the movie? I guess nobody talks about this movie anymore because it was just like a flavor of the year. But um, I'm trying to think of critically acclaimed movies, like the recent ones, and it's like Crash. Oh fuck that! It was the last one that you probably like. I don't like Crash. I don't like Zero Dark Thirty. I don't like The Hurt Locker. I don't like fucking the King's Speech. Like, there's all these movies that are people... People just get, like, this idea that they're somehow good, and they're not. Like, just... Like, they get sucked into this, like, because it's about something. But it's not about So, this is another question that I had. It actually was... Maybe I predicted this. Um, So, you would not necessarily say that awards are good indicators of movies? Like, of quality movies? Awards are movies. Awards aren't about, like the real merit of a film. I mean, there's plenty of like, we've, we've, we've talked about going back and re basically like reimagining the Academy Awards to actually represent the best films of that year. Uh-huh. Like in my opinion. Yeah. Look, look at shit like officer and a gentleman. Yeah. Fucking chariots of fire. Fucking Prizzy's honor. Like these boring ass, terrible movies. Officer that, and gentleman's a good movie. But fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, officer and a gentleman. <laughs> movie is not. It, it, it's fine. It's 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 okay. I said it's a good movie, but it's not like great. It's in like I remember like growing up, like hearing about these movies, saying like, "Oh, I can't wait till I get older and watch this great movie," and then watching me like, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to sit down and look. I I'll at least say this about Officer and Gentleman is it's possible Louis Gossett Jr. deserved to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think I still think that's a valid, uh, like a like a like a valid path at some point is us uh, sitting down and going through maybe like a decade at a time, different categories of the Oscars and like redoing them for those years, right? Because um, those are those are some pretty interesting conversations when we. Actually you know, what else I hate the people love. What's Here's that? two more. Okay. See now, 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 uh, now you've opened the floodgates. Uh-huh. Fuck Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. And fuck 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Fuck those movies. I hate those movies. So, you know what? 2001 is a really good movie in the middle with, like, these two shit blobs, like, stuck on either end of it. Mm-hmm. Fucking terrible. I think you've expressed that opinion in a podcast. Before. It's true. Because it's, it's the <laughs> correct opinion. Um, I don't know why I hate Close Encounters. I just don't like it. Yeah, I know. I've never understood. You've never really been able to. Well, you'll have to watch it again yeah. soon enough. So, oh, right. um, <laughs> uh, random questions about like uh, movies in general. How do you feel about like dubbed like movies as opposed to subtitles? It used to really well. 
I used to be super pretentious about it where I would not watch a movie if it was dubbed. I still have a lot of trouble. Like, it's not that hard to read subtitles, and I'd rather hear an actor emote in their original language than hear some... Right. But if it's the only way I can watch a movie, I guess I can watch it now. Like, seriously, I would not, when I was younger, would not have watched any movie that was dubbed. Yeah, I agree. I I still try to avoid it. A lot of times, too, with, like, animated movies, especially, like, foreign animated movies, um, I can watch dubs now and it's not as bad. Um, Whereas I used to be really stringent about only watching, like, subtitled versions. Right. I still find it really difficult to watch live-action movies that are dubbed. I watched, um... It's... Right now, we're um, watching stuff for the Spaghetti Western podcast, and it's actually, at times, with some of the Italian actors being dubbed, it's yeah. really difficult for me to watch them. It is tough. I mean, there's nothing you can do to avoid that, because no, that's just how they were filmed. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're seeing, like, a dubbed version. You're seeing, like, the actual version of the movie. It's just right. how, you know, like, what's his name? Carbucci would have, like an American actor and an Italian actor and they would speak their lines in their native language mm-hmm. and then just dub over right in whatever language you need to dub it in. Sure. So. Yeah. I, I get, you can't change it, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's I, when, when the visual and the audio don't match, it's, it's, it's that way with anything with yeah, me. Like it's tough when you've like downloaded stuff in the past and it's like the audio gets right, off track. Like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. really difficult. Right. Um, how do you feel about sequels in general? Like what? 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 What makes good sequels or what makes bad sequels? Like I mean, a sequel has to have a reason to exist. Mm-hmm. Like sequels that are just there because the like. Here's a good example. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, surprisingly good movie when it came out in mm-hmm. whatever 2004. Right. The sequel to that movie is a decent sequel because it advances the storyline of all the main characters and. Is actually, like, enjoyable. But mm-hmm. when you get to whatever the fourth one was on Stranger Shores or whatever, yeah, yeah, there's no reason for that movie to exist. That's just Disney trying to make money off of... Well, I agree with that. I would also, I would although, I would argue that the fourth one's better than the third one at least, because I thought the third one was dreadful. <clears throat> yeah, the third one's really bad. Yeah. What, I think? I don't know. I get those movies confused. Yeah. I know I like the first two. Right. Um, what else is a good example of that? The Friday the 13th series. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like, after the first two, after the first three, the third movie's not good, but eh, there's just a certain point where it's just about the familiarity that's bred with a character and, like, trying to earn money off of it. And that's when yeah. a sequel's irrelevant. How do you feel about the, um, We I don't know if we've ever talked about this, like, even off, uh, off air, because um, we never talk about these movies for some reason. How do you feel about The Godfather Two? Like, compa- like as as a sequel, like was that necessary? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can argue that Godfather Two is an unnecessary movie. Godfather Two is like brilliant. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. I did. I didn't know if like you thought it was necessary though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it fills in so much around the. Like, what you've learned of those characters in Godfather, the original Godfather. Right. But, I mean, like, the original... I'm saying the original Godfather, it could have just been it. Right, but there was more story to tell. Okay. All so, right. I mean, I'm fine. I'm just trying that. to clarify, like, yeah. you know, what you mean by, like, what's good and what's not. I mean, if a movie's 
So if only if it's for commercial purposes. If it's only for a commercial purpose, then that's only a bad if there's reason. only if they don't invest a reason for you to care about the sequel. Okay, right. I guess. Okay. Let's like, why do I need to watch multiple Spy Kids movies? You know what I mean? Sure, right. Like, and that's right. a silly example, but it's true. Like, sure. I don't need to see that shit. Right. Yeah. Or, like, Cars. Like, I don't, you don't need Cars 2 and Cars 3. Like, fuck. Like, right. The first Cars is a weird and terrible movie by itself. Like, you don't need to expand upon that. Right. Just makes yeah. my life worse. What was the one about the video game? Like, the Pixar movie? Like, what the hell? Like, the guy in the, the video game character and, like... Like, oh, Wreck-It Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph, right. Is that Pixar? Is that Pixar? I don't know, is it? No, uh, I don't know. What is it? What's the other one? Uh, I don't know. This just goes to show that I don't give a fuck about animated movies at all. Like, I um, just, I, I think it's just Disney. I, don't I like that Pixar. movie, though. Like, Wreck-It Ralph's a good movie. But I'm, then they do a sequel to yeah, it? Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, like, why do you, I, to your point, why do you need to do a sequel? But the Toy Story movies are continuously telling the story of a family. Agreed. And their attachment to, you know. Agreed. They become more about, like, nostalgia and what you hold on to. Yeah. So, those are worthwhile sequels. See, I really like Miyazaki, like, and, like, but I don't... Well, he doesn't really have any sequels. No, he doesn't, but I'm saying it's, like, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about my own problems with, like, animated movies at times, like... Well, Miyazaki directs animated movies as if they're real live-action films. Yeah, He's just adding fantastical elements right. that you couldn't do otherwise. It's not a, it's not dumbed down for a younger audience in the same way that a lot. So um, a lot of movies are. Just getting a couple things in the genres. You already mentioned like how much you like horror movies. Mm-hmm. What other genres are you really keen on? Love westerns. Yep. Um, I really like samurai films, but I kind of lump them in with westerns. They're just a instead of a six shooter, they have a. Katana or whatever. So far, we've done one episode, episode 19, if you want to go back in the archives. Um, that's the top five modern westerns. Um, I like just standard drama. Like, I like just movies about people and their lives, as long as they're, like, compelling. Um, so, like... Just so it could be anything. That, so yeah, like really. Phantom Thread, like right, that's would you example. just count as drama? Yeah. Well, any of any of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Sure, right? right, yeah, right. I'm not a huge fan of sci-fi, but I really love some sci-fi. So I guess that's just conditional based on like the quality of the movie, yeah. um, or if it appeals to like my sensibilities, right? Um, which is not, which is more fiction, less science, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I like superhero movies. Um, and monster movies, which I consider like a different genre from horror. Um, like the kaiju stuff, whatever, like Godzilla and all mm-hmm. that shit. Um, I like thrillers. Like I like noir. Mm-hmm. Not as much as you, but I like it. Like a really good noir is like a really compelling thing. Mm-hmm. And I like action thrillers. I, I actually love um, war action movies. Um, not so much like Saving Private Ryan-esque, like, large-scale, like, epic war, but stuff like, um, the Rambo movies or, I don't know, Cobra or something like that. Did you, did you watch the Rose Race of Rambo, you said? And you didn't No, like... I haven't watched it yet. No. Somebody, I... somebody watching said it was bad. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. I think people think it's bad because of, like, thematically and just how it relates to 
like some of the issues that we have in modern politics. Mm. Not necessarily because it's a bad movie. We've actually done a lot of crime episodes, uh, like a few crime episodes, like more than I would think. Because, but um, episode sixteen, we did the top five heist films of all time. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, and then uh, episode twenty-seven, we did the top five crime movies in the nineteen seventies. Uh-huh. Episode thirty-six was basically should be a crime episode because it's the top five docudramas, which mm. a lot of those ended up being crime related. Um. In that, I like that too. I like um, I like a good docudrama. Yeah, and then we did on episode forty six was the top five modern crime yeah. movies. Yep. Um. <clears throat> so, what's a weak spot in terms of genre? Like you've is, is you've mentioned sci fi, like not being one of your favorites, but is, do you have certain? So, is it comedies? Is it, it probably is comedy? Comedies. Yeah. I can't uh, think of like any other genre that I actively avoid. <laughs> Or that makes me feel tired even before I start watching it. Um, sports movies, too. I don't really particularly care for sports mm. movies all that much. Yeah. Although there's some sports movies I really like a lot. Like, it's not like, oh, man, gotta watch Miracle. Uh. Right, right. Hoosiers? Movie I've never seen. Hoosiers? you never seen Miracle? Mm-mm. Huh. Hoosiers? You like Hoosiers? I've never seen Hoosiers either. What? Yeah. Jesus. I don't care to. I guess maybe if you force me to watch it. That's shocking to me that you would not have seen Hoosiers. I saw like 40 minutes of Hoosiers one day, but I didn't care to watch it. Yeah. Right. right. Based off our conversation last night, you don't count that as seeing a movie. Right. I've um, (laughs) I've seen just one of the guys like a dozen times though, so. Right. That makes up for all the time. I I, guess Gene Gene Hackman is one of your favorite actors. He is. Weird. Weird. Okay. What's What's your weak spot in terms of decades, you think? The 50s, maybe? Or yeah. the 40s? Probably the 40s. I was watching... Um, shit. I was watching some Myrna Loy and some... Um, oh, what is her name? I always forget her name, and I love her as an actress. Um, the woman from uh, All About Eve. Um, or The Lady Eve. The Lady Eve. Um, shit, what is, shit, her, what is her name? God, it's so embarrassing. Anyway, there's Criterion has a um, retrospective of like her early movies, and I was watching um, Barbara Stanwyck. Yes, um, some old movies of hers from like the 30s and 40s, and I was pretty surprised by like how risque they were and how good they were. Uh, so probably around then. And really just in, like, the classical Hollywood sense. Although I've seen a lot of that stuff. Like, there's a bunch of... I don't know if you call them lost movies, but just stuff from that era that I I don't know much about. Okay. You already mentioned some of your favorite directors. Um, are there any directors you dislike that might be unexpected? Not a really big fan of Fellini. Mm-hmm. Um... For somebody that's generally considered right, to be, like, sure. one of the masters. Like, mm-hmm. I just... I find him to be really uneven. Um, I find Pedro Amadovar to be hit or miss. Like, sometimes I really like his movies and sometimes I really hate him. Um, and he's another one that people hold in really high esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Francis Ford Coppola is a fucking hack. And I hate him. <laughs> um... 
I'm God, actually Godfather Two is a great movie. Though. What is Godfather Two? Right, sure. <laughs> but Jack isn't right. Right, it's always Jack. Do you know what? <laughs> because everyone needs to see that movie, and then use that movie as their yardstick for Francis Ford Coppola. Because mm-hmm. if you can make a movie that bad, right, it calls into question everything else you've ever done. Everything <laughs> else is just luck at that point. <laughs> Because you made Jack. <coughs> he's made some movies I really love. I don't know. I just don't yeah. like him. Yeah. I think he's really full of himself, too. I think I, I think that's absolutely true. Um, uh, I, can't think. I know there's some other people that have to be on that list. Yeah. It's funny, like, that you want, for your dislike, you want to inconsistency. Because that was actually my next question, is who are some of the most inconsistent directors, in your opinion? But Scorsese. Yeah. It's pretty inconsistent. Especially like post mid eighties Scorsese. Mm. Um and even some of the stuff that's celebrated that's later in his career, I still kind of find uneven. Um Like The Departed. Yeah, The Departed has some good stuff in it, but it's overall not like a fantastic movie. Mm. Gangs in New York also suffers from like long lulls Gangs in the New narrative. York. Gangs in New York is saved by one performance. Right, and it's a brilliant performance. Absolutely. But I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis going to save pretty much anything he's in. Right. I would imagine. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Who's... Toby Hooper. Oh, that's a good answer. For inconsistency? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, there's a man that's made, like, a couple of... Like, two of the greatest horror movies ever, but also has made some, like, absolute shit. Which movies are you talking about? Texas uh, Polter- Chain- Poltergeist. Poltergeist is the other one? So, yeah. You don't, even, the, even though everybody says whatever. <laughs> I was going to ask. You don't Spielberg buy into that theory? Blah, blah, blah. He still directed it. Okay. So whatever. All right. Who's a director that you'll never miss? Like a movie of theirs. Mm, like right now, Paul Thomas Anderson and Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Ari Aster and... Um, Oh, man. Why can't I never remember his name? It's such a bland name. The um, Lighthouse guy. Um, Yeah, I keep forgetting. I really... Up until, like, his last movie, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Winding Refn or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I really loved his movies, but then, like, what is that? Neon Demon or whatever was terrible. Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers, right. Yeah. I don't know why I can never remember his name. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some directors that are, like, kind of new, like those two, and then, yeah. like, like, like uh, Peel, like Jordan Peel, like, mm-hmm. I right. am starting to think that, like, he's somebody that I'd want to see everything that he does, um, but I need to see more to, like, see if that's accurate. Right. Um, I don't know, there's certain directors that I've made an effort to see everything they've ever done, so... And sometimes it's, like, almost impossible. Like, Bergman and Kurosawa, especially. Like, there's so many other movies that I don't know if they're even available. Like, stuff from right, early in their yeah. career. Same, um, with, same with Hitchcock, probably. is like, some of his older stuff is... Yeah, I don't really care about Hitchcock that much, though. I mean, I appreciate Hitchcock, and I think he's a great director, but I just... He's not somebody that, like, does it for me, I mm-hmm. guess. What's the best Hitchcock movie? Shadow yeah. of a Doubt. Yeah. Right. Just seeing if you remembered. 
Well, because I kind of go back and forth because I oftentimes think that it, it probably is Psycho. Um, or Rear Window. Rear Window. Like, I think yeah. those two answers. Um, and I really enjoyed Vertigo when we watched it last year. Mm-hmm. But Shadow of a Doubt is just the most complete yeah. movie to me. Yeah. I, I think black and white, it's like Shadow of a Doubt. If I had to go color, I'd probably go with um, Rear Window. Yeah. If, I really like The Birds, too. I know that's not a popular answer, but... Yeah. Like, I think The Birds is a really fun movie. Yeah. That's, I'm not a big fan of and it. And for being a ridiculous premise, like, definitely has great elements of, like, tension and... I agree with that, yeah. Uh, but, um, what's your favorite Kubrick movie? It's either The Shining or Barry Lyndon. Hmm. Probably The Shining edges out Barry Lyndon because it's just... I don't know, so much more taut. Yeah. But I think Barry Lyndon is one of the most beautiful films absolutely ever mm-hmm. ever created. I mean, I I don't know. And I think as from a director standpoint, one of the most thoughtful movies in terms of everything being considered for Yeah, it really is. Favorite Kurosawa? I guess I don't know. That's tough. Seven Samurai or Ron, I suppose. Okay. Um, but I really love Yojimbo. Like, I love this. We, we talked about this today a little bit mm-hmm. off air. Like, I love the story of Yojimbo. Like, yeah. that Red Harvest. Yeah. Like, you, you every, anything that was Red Harvest, like we did Miller's Crossing on the top five, yeah. Modern Crime. Like, uh, you're really into, like, that story. I do. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's the bait. It's, it's, it's always it's, so compelling. Yeah. And, like, it's the way that, like, good directors can pull different things out of it. Sure. Um, but Seven Samurai or, or, or Ron. I, Ron is his masterpiece, I think. Yeah. It's always hard to argue against. It's such a beautiful movie. I, I think I know the answer to this. Your favorite Bergman movie? Oh, Virgin Spring? Yeah, Virgin Spring. I don't have to think about that. Virgin Spring legitimately could be my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite actors and actresses? And I love Hackman, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, uh, Toshiro Mifune. You know what? Kurosawa, like, maybe the Lower Depths, though. I don't know. Like, I really you love really the Lower Depths. You really like the Lower Depths, yeah. Which we covered in the... Most depressing. Most depressing I mean, for such movies, a small yeah. movie, like, it just, there's so much to it. <clears throat> right. But hard to argue against Ron. So, yeah, Mifune. Um, I love Elaine Delon. Um... More modern era, uh, Daniel Lewis is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brad Pitt is a really great actor. Um, I think DiCaprio is a really great actor. Like, those are guys that are typically, like, always command my attention. Um, I like people like, like, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, that's, that's an easy answer. Like, Willem Dafoe and John Hurt. And, um, actually, like, um, well, well, you know who my, like, my favorite actor of all time is. Again, Donald Sutherland, man. Donald Sutherland is the truth. Like, I, got I, it, I, I got it written down in case you forgot right. Donald Sutherland. No, he's impossible. To he's one of those people that you have, a, like, this odd, of, Donald Sutherland, good actor, but it's like, talk about inconsistent to me at times. Um, but he, um, he's one of those guys you have a weird affinity for. Because he's so commanding. Like, he just... I don't know. Um, I love Errol Flynn. 
Mm. Um, like I really love like those early swashbuckler, yeah, Robin Hood, um, Captain Blood, like that kind of stuff. Like really love Errol Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. This is it's tough. I don't know. What about actresses? To... Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of actresses that are like consistently. Well, Barbara Stanwyck, I already said. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica Lake, I like a lot. Um, Audrey Hepburn, probably my uh, favorite actress yeah. of all time. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, it took you a while to get there. Well, because I'm I'm trying to think of like trying to go past like what I consider my obvious answers. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of actresses that. I think Frances McDormand is a pretty amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Like, she's somebody that's always, like, compelling. Um, fuck, what is her name? Like, I, I I hate... This is where I'm bad, is, like, remembering people's names. Like, I draw a blank on names for some reason. Like, What's I can talk mo- to you about, like, movies, but I can't tell you anybody that acted in them. What's the movie that you like? Um, Contempt. Oh, shit. Yeah. Bombshell Actress. Fuck, what is her name? No idea. I can't help. Oh, it's killing me. Now I sound like, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> You're talking about the Godard movie? Yeah. Brigitte Bardot. Yeah, mm. that's so dumb. There you go. I also like Sophia Loren like a lot, especially from that era. Um, Helen Hunt actually, for a long time, was one of my favorite actresses. Uh, that's more like just because she's basically like my ideal woman. Uh huh. Um, you're 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 forgetting somebody that you have like a another odd affinity for. Who is it? Shelley Duvall. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, Shelley Duvall is amazing. Frank is in love with Shelley Duvall. <clears throat> She's so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last thing. What's the, what, what are some of your favorite podcasts that we did? Just if people wanted to go back and listen. That you can the Romantic Comedies I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the heist movies a lot. Yeah. Uh, Modern Westerns I thought was pretty great. Like, I really enjoyed doing that one. Yep. Um, the Tarantino retrospective I thought was really good. That's episode 42, yeah. Uh, I thought that the Wes Anderson with uh, Heaster yep. was really good. Episode 15, yeah. Um, I don't know how well it came out because I never listened to it, but the Goonies first watch with Bledsoe I really mm-hmm. enjoyed doing. Yep, episode 13, yep. Um, fantasy I thought was really good. 80s fantasy or whatever that was. Right. And then the 70s sci-fi I thought was actually a really good episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably just add to that is, um... Oh, and the psychopaths. Foreign psychopaths. Mm. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was episode 9, I think. Um, I think the Spike Lee episode was really good because yes. that ended up being like a retrospective in some ways. Um, yeah, that was as a lot opposed of fun, to just episode. taking the top two movies. Um, our highest 
uh, episode ever da- in terms of downloads is the top five uh, 70s crime films, um, which is episode 27. Mm. I always like the Shakespeare tragedies episode. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I forgot about um, that. It's episode 29, and I have a personal, like, for some reason, I really like the episode, and I still like the concept, and I want to do it again, which is um, what we called the Fresh Five. Um, that was a good, yep. Where we ended up just going through what you had watched for the past two months and just taking the best five movies out of that two-month period. Yep. That's where we talked about the Phantom Thread. Right. And your hatred for Adam Driver. <clears throat> Fuck Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver's a good actor, man. See. Um, I do have to watch Marriage Story soon. Yeah, I do too. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that's a little bit about our podcast, a little bit about Frank, um, and some of his Fuck likes Wizard and dislikes. Um, right. That's the popular opinion. Um, so we'll, um, you know, we're going to try to, um, we have, we have a, the first three months planned out already. Um, if anybody has any ideas for episodes they would like to see, you can contact us through our Instagram account. You can contact us through Facebook. Uh, you can also email us at two guys, five movies at gmail.com. That's the number two and five, the numeral two guys, five movies at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any specific, uh, genres or anything like that, that you'd like to hear us talk about other than that. Um, hope everybody had a good new year's and, um, Hope you keep listening to the podcast. Thanks and happy new year.